0: Michael, thank you so much for coming on to Startup Steward today. Uh, I, we met a couple of weeks ago, and I've been really looking forward to this conversation because I want to learn. I want to sort of dig into your mind and learn about your process and how you work with startups. So this should be really exciting. Um, just by way of introduction, I know you're the sort of the head of the Wealth Capital Network. You work with a lot of high-profile investors, uh, high-profile individuals, athletes, uh, uh, things of that nature. Um, so obviously what you do is very important and uh, the service you provide is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, beyond that, you know, please uh, introduce yourself. Uh, tell, uh, tell the viewers a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah, so as you mentioned, obviously my name is Michael Lerman. I'm the Managing Director of Wealth Capital Network. And basically Wealth Capital Network is really a uh, sort of an investor business network where we focus on um, working with family offices. As you mentioned earlier, we work with professional athletes in different capacities. And um, we also, you know, we work with, you know, angel investment groups like yourself or angel investor groups. And the idea behind that is to really create an opportunity or a platform for early stage companies and really fund asset managers to introduce them to uh, you know, depending on what they're looking for certain types of investors. So we're really highly curated organization that tries to create introductions that generate business and also, um, investment opportunities. So in a nutshell, that's kind of who we are and what we do. Um, d- just to give you a kind of a 30 second overview or 30,000 foot overview of what we, uh, how I got started in this, uh, my career started in New York, um, Working for a couple of Wall Street firms back back in the day, I guess you could say, and um, TIAA, and, and consulted with Goldman Sachs for a while and Chase, and I decided I wanted to get into, um, believe it or not, a career shift. I wanted to get into actually sports marketing and management. And so the short version of that is I wound up partnering with a former NBA player that played for the New Jersey Nets at the time and how i got to los angeles was we launched a film finance company believe it or not so his brother was an actor (laughs) his brother was an actor in la and he asked me what i you know look into um, investing in my brother's uh, film and so i flew out to los angeles here to meet with his brother and i thought through some other consultants that it probably wouldn't be the best thing to do uh, investing in early in films uh, but as a result of that, about a year later, we decided that there was an opportunity to invest in films, short, you know, the um, not the high budget films. Uh, and so uh, about a year later, I resigned uh, from TIAA and I opened up, we opened up an office here in Los Angeles at Studio City at um, Universal City Walk. And that's really what started my career in Los Angeles. And then from there, I was able to build some really good relationships with some high net worth individuals in the film side and uh, that's kind of how i got started in los angeles from new york to los angeles
0: that's fantastic so going from the investment world to uh you know the the uh, hollywood the uh, you know uh, film stars and then to the athletes i think that's a really interesting uh, um you know sort of uh, career trajectory uh, and yeah. sort of adding the value from a financial standpoint, I think that that's really interesting. Um, we sort of share the New York background. Uh, so I, I think we have that in common. <laughs> that's right. But uh, that's right. um, having said that, you know, I want to better understand what kind of services you focus on, especially through Wealth Capital Network. Um, you know, working with, uh, you know, the public markets and advising Uh, people on what they should and should not invest in is a pretty well understood science, I think, at this point. But I think what you do is not. So tell me a little bit more about the type of service the uh, investors sort of look for when they come
1: to you. Yeah, so to your point, we don't really get into advising clients I, I like to say that wealth capital network we're, we're kind of the referee on the field so we don't play oh, for okay. either side right Got so it. that's what's nice about us and that's what that's why we're we're very much um, athlete friendly because we don't push one company or another service we don't do that what we what we claim to do and focus on is providing best in class organizations on our platform so basically it's a multi investor platform where early stage companies look to meet with certain types of investors, whether they be angel or, or family office or venture capital. And we try to, we create a platform where we know we're having the best in class organizations that we can align the, either the company or the fund or the athlete with. So right now we have, uh, we have what we call the athlete venture forum, which really focuses on pairing athletes with family offices, or maybe there's some uh, really co-investment opportunities at the athlete may not be uh, seasoned in a certain area of investment, but they can co-invest alongside another family. So it's really about helping the athletes educate them about the different investment opportunities that are out there. And for those that they may not be familiar with, they can always align themselves with someone or a family office or another angel investor that is a little bit more savvy and maybe has a lot more education about the space that they're in. So that's the Athlete Venture form. Then we also have uh, an area where we focus with fund managers. So fund managers are looking to raise capital. Uh, we have several families, particularly family offices, that are looking to uh, invest in areas uh, that they may not be seasoned with, but they would also like to work with a group who has a certain level of expertise in that space. So they might be willing to invest in that particular fund or some sort of a unique micro fund so we deal with micro funds, we deal with some that a little bit more later stage funds that may maybe have 50 to 100 million uh, AUM. Uh, and then there's some emerging managers that we are we working with as well. So the, the real goal of Wealth Capital Network is to really say that we try to work with the best in class organizations, aligning them with other best in class individuals or groups so that they can come together and have a top, an opportunity to generate business, or, or explore investment opportunities
0: perfect perfect um so th- that's such an interesting mission and I, I love your analogy of being sort of a more of a referee than an advisor on either end uh, i think that that speaks volume of how much trust and uh, you know yeah. uh, uh people place in you and your organization so that's that's amazing um now We've, we've talked about the athlete side, the investor side, but let's also talk about the startups or, and the organizations that are actually coming onto your platform. Um, what are the sort of the what are those organizations like? What sort of companies do you uh, like to
1: work with? So we I guess, it's sort of a generalist platform uh, where there, you know some of the sectors that we like to focus on is healthcare, primarily healthcare. We do, we get a lot of IoT. Uh, we, we get some life sciences. That's that's a unique area of investment. Usually, investors have a certain expertise in that space. Um, so, healthcare, IoT. Uh, I would say even e-commerce. We get some e-commerce as well. Generalist platform. The key for us is really preparation. So, whatever the industry is. What we do is we try to, we work with them with their pitch deck. We'll try to cue it up or or tailor it to what the investor is going to be looking for as opposed to just coming in with a pitch deck and presenting it. We feel that our job is to make sure that we do our investors justice by doing proper uh, organization of the deck, making sure that they know exactly what they're looking for. And we will tailor it that way. Most companies won't know our investors. I know them for the most part. So it's my job to make sure that I properly prepare them so I don't waste the investor's time and I certainly don't waste the company's time. So that's, um, that's kind of the, the model that we, that we use. And that goes for funds as well. Um, we, we see a lot of funds too, but the job for us is to make sure that we properly uh, review the deck and make sure it matches up well with what the investor's are looking for. And then we're able to better identify investors that we can put them in contact with. Um, right. We're now sort of branching out with global investors now. So for a long time, we're we're focusing on domestic investors. And now we're working with some of the international families or global families. Um, So we have a couple of events coming up where we'll be dealing with, uh, we'll be working with companies in the international level. Dubai, for example, is coming up in November. So we're trying to expand that investor base because many of those investors on, on the international side always looking for companies to invest in on the u.s side so we're trying to bring those groups together for unique investment opportunities as well so it kind of goes both ways
0: fantastic um as far as the organizations go uh, the companies that are sort of the targets of these investments any uh, any sort of uh, focus on size of the company do you want them very early on sort of middle level scaling um what do you like to see uh, as far as the size of the organization go?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So typically, we're, we're dealing with pre-seed. Uh, we're obviously early stage companies pre-seed. Some are in revenue. We, we usually go up to about series A with, in terms of our investor network. So uh, we don't usually go beyond that unless we can make some strategic relationship. But in general, we're looking at early stage pre-seed uh, all the way up to series A. Um, we're looking for, you know, good management. That's you know, it's one of the things that I focus, I'm, I'm really a big, strong focus on companies um, because, <clears throat> you know, it's the jockey and the horse analogy. You can yep. have a great CEO, which is the jockey, and a bad horse, which would be the company, or vice versa. So both have to be in sync. You have to have a good jockey and a good horse to win a race. And you're going to need good management and a good company to be successful in raising capital. So that's kind of our absolutely that, that
0: really well said that that's the idea, right <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah uh, so just to dig in a little bit more on that front, um, when a company does come to you, what are the sort of, uh, sort of things that you look for uh, to see if this is a good horse, if this is a good jockey, um, and obviously the team and the you know the strategy and all of those things uh, what, what where do you like to focus on?
1: Uh, I like to focus on, as I mentioned earlier, I like to focus on management, but I also like to focus on, especially if it's a pre, um, pre-revenue pre company, I really like, I'm a big, I put a lot of emphasis on traction, traction mm-hmm. and development to date, because if you don't have revenue, you've got to have something that will send a message to the investor that this is a really unique or really good opportunity to invest in. I have a saying that, um, I've always said this to many of the companies that I work with, that you're really never, when you're raising capital, um, you're never really asking the investor for capital. What you're really doing is you're offering the investor an investment opportunity to make money with you. And there's Mm. a difference. So if you're asking somebody for money, you get a different response versus telling someone, hey, uh, I have this great opportunity. We can make a lot of money together. We We can be very successful. That sends a different message to an investor versus asking them for money. And a lot of times companies come across or founders will pitch, as if they're asking for money. No, you're sharing an investment opportunity so mm-hmm. that you can vote be successful. And that's a certain mindset that I think uh, founders and CEOs have. So we try to help them with that. We also look for, um, you know, the, the target market. What, what is this market? You know, what's special about this market? Um, there's a difference between a want and a need. Um, many people need a lot of things, but do they really want it? and so when companies are presenting i always say you know you can you can talk about there's a uh there's a, a want for this in this particular industry but do people really rather there's a need but do people really want it right um so that's important to emphasize not that there's just this great opportunity but do people really want it and, yep. and that's something to think about so we're looking at the market we're looking at um Another area that we look at is how are they using the funds? What does the use of funds look like? In other words, does the use of funds, how does that go towards generating the business or building or growing the business? Not just given uh, sort of, we're going to put 30% into management and 20% into marketing. How does that translate to business growth, the use of funds? That's what investors want to see. If I'm going to write you a check for a million dollars, I appreciate you letting me know where it's going to go, but how does that accelerate the growth of the company? What does that right. do? What, what, you know what I mean. So that's also a big area uh, that that we look at. Um, so those are kind of the three really focuses that we we really focus on. And then you know, so there's some other aspects to the company that we look at. But those are the key areas that we really try to emphasize. That they, that that becomes more refined. Basically. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. No. That that that's fantastic. Um, now give me an idea of what your process looks like. You, you said, you know, you obviously work with them on the documentation, pitch deck, et cetera, to make sure they're ready for the investors. But as far as, you know, due diligence, sort of understanding the company, um, what does your process look like?
1: Yeah, so a company uh, provides us with a, a, usually we'll have a conversation. We'll probably have a 30 minute, maybe 45 minute conversation just to understand what is the business model. And number one, is there even a fit within the Wealth Capital Network to help facilitate the opportunity, right? So that's the first step. We want to first see, okay, what is this all about? And it also gives me a chance to meet the founder and just get a feel for who they are. Uh, You know, you're not going to learn a whole lot in 30 minutes or 45, but you can get sort of the essence of this person. Do they really know their space? How experienced are they in this area? Um, There's certain things that you can pick up, characteristics you can pick up, even in a 45 minute call, right? Mm-hmm. So usually that's the first step. Let's make, sure, let's make sure there's even a fit that we might be able to assist you. Once we determine, yeah, there is a fit, then uh, we'll do the deck review. So we'll go through slide by slide, making sure that uh, we understand what your focus is. And then we're also understanding how we're going to curate this. So who are the right investors that we want to put you in contact with? Yeah, we have you know hundreds of investors but not all of them are interested in your particular space, right? So we need to go through that process of of curating. Once we curate that, then typically what we do is we have uh, affiliates like ICFO, for example, that we might put them on that platform where they'll get in front of, you know, maybe 50, 60 investors on, right now we're doing Zoom calls, we're not doing live, we used to do live. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we might set them up on our investor conference where they will have a chance to present front of you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 investors every month. We have that feature. But then we also do one-on-one meetings with the clients. So once they engage with us, we'll not only allow them to present in front of the entire group of investors, but we will schedule and arrange one-on-one investor meetings. And we have a team that does just that. So they're contacting the investors. Um, they're not pitching the company per se to the investors. They're just sharing executive summary of the company and then the investor can decide if that's something they want to learn more about. And then what we do is we will schedule that call between the founder and the investor. So we manage their their calendar for them, their scheduling. We handle all that for them. Uh, Because I always say this, and I may have said this to you, Davo, I've never met one founder or CEO who loves raising capital. I've (laughs) I've never met one who says, I can't wait to raise capital again. Nobody wants to do it, right? But you have to. So yep. it's much easier for them to just simply have somebody to really outsource that, right? Mm-hmm. We're really sort of an, you know, it's kind of an outsourced business development in, in some ways where you don't have to worry about going out and identifying investors. That's what we do. We have the relationships. So it takes a lot of weight off the founders uh, spending a lot of time as opposed to running the business. Now they've got to search and look for investors. Uh, so they find it to be a real joy to work with us because we take that burden off of them And all they have to do is really be prepared to present their opportunity.
0: That's awesome, yeah, and a lot of times setting up those meetings is the toughest part, right? Going back and forth, uh, trying to match up calendars, all of those kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the the fact that you're able to take that burden off of the founders, I think, saves a, a lot of heartache. And um, you know, founders, the, what we they have to focus on what we want them to focus on, right? Which is to grow their business. <laughs> so that that's right. fantastic. Um, so now, let's say that you are able to set up the meetings. You know, the the meetings are successful. They get an investment. Um, what is the what kind of sort of follow up and how, how do you continue to uh, work with those organizations to make sure that that investment is successful?
1: Yeah. So basically, we're sort of the platform. Right. So we don't get in, we don't get uh, we don't get involved in success fees or anything like that. We don't uh, mo- sometimes companies have gotten funded through our relationships and we, we never we never know sometimes. Right? right. Sometimes they let us know. Sometimes they won't. We don't really track them in that way. Sometimes the investor will call us and say, Hey, look, I invested in a certain company. Um, so, really, once they come on the platform, our role is to help prepare them and help identify the right types of folks or investors that they would need to meet with. And sometimes, um, you know, usually it's a 30 day type engagement that we'll, we'll have with them. Um, But we'll do all the follow up to make sure that those introductions are properly, you know, uh, handled or or make sure that um, they've had those meetings. We'll do follow up with the investors in case sometimes a company may say, look, you know, I've been trying to reach out to this investor. I can't get a hold of them. So we'll do things like that. But once once they spend about 30 days with us and we'll know usually within 30 days, we have a good idea whether or not we're going to be able to help this company with the right types of uh, investors they want to meet with. Um, So basically, they come on the platform, we help prepare them, we help with the introductions. And if there's anything that we need to do additionally, we can certainly follow up with them just to make sure that they had a, you know, how did everything go? Uh, So we do follow with them in that respect to make sure that uh, things went well. Sometimes they're successful, sometimes they're not, but we still want to be able to make sure that they had a a good experience with us. And that's the most important thing. Um, Absolutely. That's important. So we do follow up in that respect. That's fantastic. Um,
0: Now, as long as um, you're working with uh, the companies for that 30-day period, um, what are sort of the other services? We talked about, you know, helping them prepare for the actual meeting with the investor. Uh, Are there any additional services that you sort of help them with uh, if they need to get their financials in order or if they need to get, you know, their their go-to-market strategy in order? Any any other services that you get involved with?
1: That's a good question. I'm glad you brought that up because I kind of forgot about that. So basically, we have what we call value beyond capital, right? Yeah. So value beyond capital means that um, we're not just helping to make those introductions for them, but we're also looking in other ways that we can help build or scale their business. So there may be some strategic relationships that we can bring. So for example, if a company is in a certain sector and we may have VCs or we may have other angel groups who also have. Uh, maybe portfolio companies in that same sector, they could become a great strategic alliance for the startup company getting into that sector. so it's not just all about you know capital introductions. Where else can we help this business be successful? maybe it's through certain introductions on the business development side. So we do a lot of that and we partner with other uh, angel groups and other networks, both with the in the venture capital space. In the family office space, so we're always looking at what, a, what your sector is and who else do we have in our network that's in that sector so that we can make those introductions as well. If the, if the founder is interested in meeting other folks that can help grow their business outside of the capital side, then we're also offering that service as well. And then finally, too, on that note, there's another service uh, that we do that we work with another group that focuses on really how to present to investors. Um, you can have the greatest business model, but if you don't know how to present it well, it's not going to go across well, right? So yeah. we have groups that we, that we can send them to that can help train them on how to make a good presentation. If your financials need to be adjusted, we don't do that. ICFO used to do that to some degree, maybe still, but not as much anymore. That's where the CFO came from. It was really CFOs. So it was a group yeah. of CFOs that formed that company, and all of us have that background to some degree. But that's something that we decided that maybe we should farm out to others who just do that. So we may get a company that's deck needs, the financials need to be adjusted a little bit or tweaked so we can introduce them to someone who can help them do that exclusively. So those are different services. So it's not just capital reduction; it's, it's helping them with their deck. In fact, we have groups that need a new pitch deck or need a revised pitch deck. Uh, we have certain folks that we work with who just do pitch decks. So we'll put them in contact with them. Yeah, we'll put them in contact with them as well. So we try to really, from the ground up, help startups from the very beginning all the way up to, you know, capital reduction, providing services for them.
0: Absolutely. And there are so many additional, so many facets to sort of what you guys do, it, it, it's really pretty amazing. So if there are any startups out there that are looking to connect with Michael or are looking to connect with Wealth Capital, Network, uh, Wealth Capital Networks, uh, we have all of the contact information, everything in the description. Obviously you can uh, you know, create your profile on Startup Steroid and we'll make sure Michael gets access to that. Uh, so um, we, lots of ways to connect with him. Um, but, Michael, I'm going to end the interview with the same question that I ask every investor that comes on here. And that is, um, what is uh, what is the uh, action step that the startup, the founder who's listening, needs to take today? So, needs to take before they get on the phone with you or get, send you that first
1: email? Um, I would say, you, you know, make sure you have a clear understanding or a clear idea of what your business model is um that that's so important because so often especially in the startup stage we meet so many people and i'm sure you do as well David, you meet so many of these wonderful founders they're smart but sometimes their idea is not a business it's more of a hobby versus a no. business or it's structured not like a business but more like a hobby so Right. What, we try, what I try to say is at least have your deck. It's not going to be 100%, but at least have, have a good sense of what your business model is, uh, mm-hmm. not just your idea or not just, uh, you know, the product or the service that you're presenting. What is the business around that? Uh, I'll give you right. a, a quick example. Um, so let's say, for example, your business is um, the NFL. Or, or, or football players, right? So right. the NFL said, okay, we, our product is the player, right? Our product, the NFL says our product is the player. And if our players are really good, they're gonna generate revenue. They're gonna, for, for owners that come in for stadiums, et cetera. So what is the NFL's model? Part of it is uh, we have to always put a good product on the field and that's gonna be incumbent upon owners to build great organizations. And then we're gonna, that business model, we're gonna take that model and we're going to try to get television revenue as a result of that because the TV, the, the network say, OK, great, you got a great product. We'll put it on our network. Right. And then they say, OK, that's great. Then we're going to do merchandising. Right. We're going to do NFL merchandising. Every team will have their own merchandise. So that's the business around football. Um, that's the business model. And in, in, in short, that's the business. I mean, it's more, right. much more involved in that. But the point I'm making is. It has to be more than just a great product or service. What is the business model around that product right. or service? That's very important.
0: Absolutely. That, that's an that's amazing insight because a lot of people feel that, you know, if you're developing an IT product, like that's your business. It really isn't. That, that's just the, you know, step one. You have to think about all of the other things that go with it. That's right. Um, really that's well right. said. Um, right. Any final thoughts to uh, uh, leave us with, uh, leave uh, the founders with? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I think lastly, I would say this to the founders that may be listening to this. um, You know, most founders that we see in the early stage rounds, uh, early stage company, early stage company rounds, some who have raised money have mostly raised money through friends and family. I call that I love you money. Because whether you win or lose, I'm still going to love you because you're my nephew, you're my son, you're my mom, whatever the case might be. Right. So they may have had success in that, which is great because most, most times startup companies, it will come from friends and family for the most yep. part. Right? They're going to bet on you because they care about you. And yep. They believe in you. But when you get to the realm of folks like us, Startup Steroid, Wealth Capital Network, you're dealing with a little bit more of a savvy investor versus a friends and family investor. So there's certain things that they're going to look for that you may not be aware of. So that's why it's so important to reach out to groups like yourself, Startup Steroid, and Wealth Capital Network, because we have an understanding of what they're looking for, and we want to prepare you for success. So we want you to be successful because when we engage you, you kind of represent us when, it, when you go before investors because they will okay. say to me, hey, Michael, why didn't you do X, Y, and Z with this company? So, okay. so we're all one team at that point, and we want you to be successful. So to the founders, we look for your success. We need early stage companies. We, we love all the, the new technology that's coming into the smart and different marketplaces. So we're here for you and we want you to be successful. That's my final thought.
0: That's fantastic. And that's a great message <laughs> to leave us uh, with and leave the founders with. Thank you so much for coming on today, Michael. I really appreciate your time. And yeah. uh, let's continue Thank the you. conversation. It's been a yeah, uh, absolutely. I think we have a lot of deals that we're going to work on together over the next uh, couple of weeks. You've oh. already sent me a bunch of companies, so <laughs> I'm I'm really excited to get started. Thank you so much for doing the interview, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it.